Hi again, and welcome back to the ADHD Friendly Podcast. I'm Patty Blinderman. I'm an ADHD coach and your host of all things ADHD friendly. This is episode 17, and it's the one where I'm going to be sharing my Sunday morning planning routine. It's the third in my series of three podcasts on planning. In the first episode, I shared how to pick a physical planner. And in my last episode, I shared strategies to start an ADHD friendly planning habit. And today, as I said, I'm going to be diving into my Sunday morning planning routine that I do every week. So let's dive in. Got my whiteboard behind me. Just want to let you know, if you're listening to this, it is going to be a very heavy visual podcast. So if you would like to see the tools that I'm sharing and the different um, planning systems that I'll be going into please check out my YouTube channel, ADHD Friendly Podcast, where you'll be able to see everything that I'm demonstrating. So the first step that I do on Sunday morning is I gather my supplies. And my supplies include my weekly planning page, my planning sheets for daily plans. I use uh, at least two different colored erasable pens. And if you didn't catch my uh, ADHD friendly favorite things for 2021. Uh, Frixion erasable pens are my go-to, especially when I'm doing my planning every week. And I also need my laptop for my online calendar and I use Hoosted Legs, one of my favorite planning tools. So that's it. I grab all of that and I typically sit down with my cup of coffee and I dive in. And it is, I'm not exaggerating when I say it is one of my absolute favorite times of the entire week because it sets up my week in such a powerful way. So let's talk through the actual process. I begin with my weekly planner. I shared earlier when I talked about planning um, tools, when you choose a planner, I really encourage picking one with a weekly view the magic is in the weekly plan. And so that's where we begin. And it's the first place that I put structure around when I added planning time to my Sunday mornings. Again, Sunday mornings are the day and time that research shows has the most likelihood to succeed when you're setting up a planning routine. And so I went with what the research showed and I have found it to be true for myself. So that's when I do mine. So the first place I start is with my weekly planner. This is a tool I've made for myself. That's why it's on an individual page. But if you use a weekly planner in a physical planner, it's just any tool to let you see the whole week. So I start with mine. And what I do first is I write out all of the concrete fixed appointments on my schedule. And if you look closely, I include my time for lunch every day. That is blocked in. It's non-negotiable. It is time that I hold for myself to make sure I'm eating at the same time consistently and I don't forget to eat. I also like to include time I'm done each day. It just helps me to see and acknowledge I have a stopping point. So I always write that in as a hard fixed appointment with myself. And then the rest of the things include actual times that I am either meeting in person with somebody or clients um, online all of the appointments that I have scheduled are written in here so I can see everything in one glance for the week. So that is the weekly plan. After I write all of my appointments in there, step two is to take the same weekly plan 
and I flag to identify all of the open space in my calendar that's not accounted for yet. And so that's where my handy post-it flags come in and I literally just stick one in all of those spaces. And I just want you to notice, I'm going to hold up the original. It's hard to pick out the white space. So I, I just love how adding the flags makes it so much easier for my brain to just at a glance, see what time do I have available that isn't already scheduled this week. And then what I do is I add them up and you can see at the top here, I include the number of hours I have available. So on Monday, I have three, Tuesday, I have one, Wednesday, I have two, Thursday, one, Friday, I have two. That's the total number of hours I have available on any given day for the coming week. Once I've identified all of my appointments, all of my open available time, the next thing I do is I go to writing down all of my to-dos for the week. Used to do this just on a piece of paper or on my whiteboard. I would just kind of write out everything and then estimate time. I've made a tool for myself I've been playing with for the last couple of months where I have space on the top half of my page to list all of my to-dos. And then these circles are little time circles. So a fully colored in circle represents an hour, a half colored in circle, half moon looking um, circle is a half an hour or 30 minutes. And this little guy filled in a quarter of the circle. So it's 15 minutes. So this example here is going to take me an estimated hour and 15 minutes. So there's two circles for each to-do item in case something takes more than an hour. Once I have everything filled in, I then go down here to the bottom half of my page where I've included the estimates for all of the time I have free on each given day. So you can remember from the sheet before, I have three free hours on Monday. Then I look at my list of to-dos for this week, which by the way, I also pull any to-dos that didn't get done from the week before so that they're all in one place and I can see them and plan for them. I look for priorities. I look what has to be done on Monday. And then I include it here along with the time needed. I go through the rest of the week this way, just noting where will things fit? Is there anything that has to be done? It helps me to see what's coming up and what time do I have to do it? Again, it's externalizing and concretely supporting me to see the time I have and plan for it more easily. To highlight why never how this is so ADHD friendly, our executive functions are often impacted when we have ADHD. So our ability to plan and prioritize, really difficult. Our ability to manage our time, because time is invisible. Without concrete physical tools, it's just making that task so much harder. So I'm all about creating efficiency and ease for my brain. Seeing this supports my working memory. So that's my ability to hold information in my brain and use it, manipulate it. When we're thinking about our time and our plans, it's a heavy load on our working memory. I don't have to hold it all in here if I can externalize it here. So it's all of my tools are designed with working memory in mind to support it with more ease. And that's exactly what this does. So once I've written in all of the to-dos, I estimate how much time. I then identify the day of the week I have the space of time to do it. That completes step three. The third step in my planning process is to then take all of those items I've identified on Monday, Tuesday, and so on, 
And I go back to my weekly layout in my planner and I remove the flags and I write them in because it's no longer free time. It's time I've identified specifically the task I'm going to do at the time I have available to do it. And I do that in these separate, the different color that I've identified I'm going to use that week. So it stands out. So for example, in this week, the red is all of the hard appointments and the alternating color is the, the things I've planned to do in the time I have available. So I've written it all in. The next step, step five, I support my brain by building in plans to exercise. Right now, it's winter. I live in the Chicago area. There's about six inches of snow on the ground right now. I'm not going outside a lot and running. I have a desk treadmill that I can walk on inside if the weather doesn't cooperate for me to get outside and walk. But if it's not icy and snowy outside, I do try to go outside and walk. So the next thing I do is identify with my flags again, now that all of my hard appointments are filled in and my to-do items are filled in, where do I have the space of time to get some exercise in? So I always start with yoga up top here. First thing I do in the morning, and then I look for opportunities to walk. Walking is my absolute favorite exercise. It always builds up my energy and has me feeling revitalized. Just even if I can fit 15 minutes in, I like to identify where do I have the time to do that? So I flag it. Once I flagged all of those in, I've identified the time I have, the to-dos I'm going to do, as well as the exercise time I have. The last tool that I use is my daily planning sheet. I take everything from each day in my weekly plan and I transfer this information to a daily planning sheet. So I use five sheets for the weekdays. I don't typically fill in these for the weekends. My weekends are not that full of activities. I don't have little kiddos anymore that I'm running around. So I really only have the urgency to do daily planning sheets for weekdays. So then I transfer all of that information here, including the items that I flagged. I leave them on here as a flag. If for some reason I don't get to walk here, I can literally take my post-it and look for where do I have time to move that to? I do have space after I record my podcast at the end of the day, I can move it. The beauty of external concrete tools is it gives your brain a way to see the plan and to prioritize with more ease. If I want to walk here when I planned it, but when the time comes in the morning, I just don't feel like it. I can literally look at if I don't have another time in my day to move it to, it creates more urgency to go ahead and do it when I plan to do it. Again, the beauty of the weekly plan is it gets you out of the moment-to-moment decisions. You've decided when you have the space of time without pressure, when is the best time for me to do this? What would it feel like to fit this in here? After I finish this process, I look at my week and I decide, how does this feel? Is this okay? Do I need to adjust? If I do, I go back to my weekly planning sheet and I see, do I need to create any space? Is this feeling too busy with all of this filled in? Do I need to just open it up and give myself a coffee break or a chance to catch up with a friend? Notice how your schedule feels. That's the beauty of the weekly plan. It gives you the ability to see your space of time and make decisions about it when you still have the space of time to make them. After I finished, if there's any adjustments I need to do, I make them. 
and then I'm ready for the week. I rarely look at my weekly planning sheet again after I finish this process. So pretty much this is on my desk, but it's underneath my daily plan sheet. This is what's on top. Each day, this is on top. I go through, I check it off as I go through my day. And then anything that didn't get done, if it needs to get done the next day, I will then roll it over to the next day. So like if I, I put here, start newsletter, this is a might do. I didn't have time to commit to it. It didn't fit in my priorities because I didn't have the space of time to add it. But if something gets canceled, I could plug that in. And it just supports, again, my working memory to remember what was it that I also needed to get done. It's already identified here. So I move it over. But if I don't get to this, I might move it to Tuesday if it's something I'll have time for on Tuesday. Or if I don't, I can move it to Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, because I fill out all five days in advance and they're all in my planning binder. So I can just flip to that page and, and tuck it in there really easily. And then I don't have to worry about it because I won't need to see it until I get to that day. And when I get to that day, there it is, ready for me to navigate with more ease. This process, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, is one of my favorite things I do all week. It creates such calm for me because it pins down my time. I have gotten so much, not just from the process, but it gives me so much the entire week that I've even been known, I take these with me on vacation. I've done my weekly planning at Disney World. It just pins down my time so I don't have to hold on to it in my mind. I've got it. I can just follow it and navigate it from there. It takes me about an average hour each weekend to do this every Sunday. The most it will take me is an hour and a half. I limit it to that. In the About two years ago, I, I found that I was spending too much time on my planning. I really found I enjoyed it, but it was getting in the way. It was more um, procrastivity. I was, I was doing it longer than I needed to, to avoid doing something else that I needed to get started on. But typically it takes me an hour. And like I said, I just set up my tools. I make time to do the thing that gives back to me immediately and throughout the week. It just pins down my time. I feel untethered, disconnected from my time if I don't do this. And the calm it creates is just so noticeable. It pulls me into doing it without any effort needed. I cannot wait. I started this process only with about five minutes on Sunday morning when I first began about five years ago. All I did was look at my weekly schedule because that wasn't part of my routine at that point. And that interested me when I, when I heard the, the phrase, the, the magic is in the weekly planning. I was like, okay, let's see. That was sparkly enough for me to experiment and try. So I just want to support you to remember if the magic is in the weekly planning, see if there's a way to create some sparkle to run an ADHD friendly experiment of your own with a weekly planning tool. I know my process is a good fit for me, but if it's way too much for you or way too little for you, just experiment with the tool of your choice and see what does it give you to have an external concrete way to pin your time down. So that's all for this weekly um, tips on how to support yourself with a planning process. I shared mine. I invite you just to explore what would yours look like if it was working a little bit better for you. I hope you found this series of three planning episodes helpful. 
again, I started out just highlighting how to find a planner that's better suited for you in the first series, the first in this series. In the second in the series, I talked about how to begin a weekly planning habit. And today I just outlined the six steps, starting with writing down all of your heart appointments in your weekly planner, identifying all of your open times with flags, writing down all of your weekly to-dos and estimating time you need to do them, and then identifying the days you have the time to do them, then transferring all of that information into your weekly plan, adding flags for any exercise if this is something that you're building in there, and ending it with a daily plan. So taking each day and transferring it onto a daily plan. That's my six-step process to pinning down time to take advantage of the magic of a weekly plan. I hope that you found this helpful. And if you did, please subscribe to my podcast. And if you did like it, please recommend it to a friend. Until next time, tally ho.